This call is being recorded. Good morning. Good morning. Welcome to Declare Victory. Who's on the line? Thank you so much for calling in on this morning. Stay tuned. You will definitely be blessed. Thank you so much for calling in on this morning. Good morning, good morning. Welcome to Declare Victory. Has anybody else called in that would like to say good morning at this time? Thank you, God, for your grace and mercy on this morning for another day of life. Good morning. Welcome to Declare Victory. This is your reader. This is Tracy. Anybody else would like to say good morning at this time? I will answer the call of God. I will not cower back in fear. I loose myself from insecurities and fear of failure. I will awaken from a deep sleep and slumber. I will awaken from complacency complacency and indifference. I am an active member in the army of the Lord. Yes, I am an active member of the army of the Lord. Good morning. Welcome to Declare Victory. This is your greeter. Good morning. It's Susie. Good morning, Susie. Good morning. Can you hear me okay? I can hear you great. You sound real good. Thank you. You're welcome. Good morning. This is Prosperous Pam. Good morning, Prosperous Pam. Good morning. Good morning. This is, is the day. It? This is Trace, Sister Tracy. Good morning. Tracy. Good morning, Sister Tracy. Good morning. <clears throat> this is the day that the Lord has made. We will rejoice and be glad in it. Thank you, God, for another day 
of your grace and your mercy on this Saturday morning. Welcome to Declare Victory. Anybody else calling at this time that would like to take the time to say good morning? We'd love to hear your sound. Good morning. This is Janice. Good morning, Janice. I will answer the call of God. I will not cower back in fear. I lose myself from insecurity, fear, and failure. Yes, God. Oh, thank you, Lord, for another day. God will redeem the time in our life that we lost. I am a grateful woman filled with the Holy Ghost and on fire for your kingdom. Thank you, Jesus, for this morning. Woke up this morning with my mind set on you. Good morning, welcome to Declare Victory. This is your greeter. Anybody else call in that would like to say good morning at this time? Hi, good morning. Good morning. Who's that? Denise. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. What an amazing morning. It's going to be a beautiful day. Thank God we woke up this morning amongst the living that he's given us another opportunity to get this thing called life right. Good morning, welcome to Declare Victory. We'd love to hear your sound. Anybody else calling that would like to say good morning at this time? Good morning, welcome to Declare Victory. Good morning, this is Diane. Happy Saturday. Good morning, Diane. Happy Saturday. Lord, your word says in Deuteronomy 30 and 19, I will call heaven and earth as witnesses today against you that I have set before you life and death, blessings and curses. Therefore, we choose life. Thank you, God. Hallelujah on this Saturday morning. Good morning. Welcome to Declare Victory. Anybody else like to say good morning? Hey, good morning. It's Arletha Renee. Good morning, everyone. Good morning, Arletha Renee. It's going to be a hot day in some areas today. Make sure everybody stays nice and hydrated. Drink your water, Gatorade, or whatever you choose to drink, um, but stay hydrated, especially if you're in the house. 
when you're not outside working. Good morning. Welcome to Declare Victory. Anybody else like to say good morning at this time? Well, everybody, it is 6.05. It's time to get started. Before we move forward, we ask that you mute your line so that we can proceed. Hello, my name is Tracy, and I am your hostess. Thank you for joining us here on Declare Victory. We are a prayer call that meets Monday through Saturday, starting at 6 a.m. Pacific time to edify, empower, encourage, and equip you in your walk with Christ. Please feel free to invite a friend so that they can be blessed too. Be sure to join us here in May for the monthly theme um, theme entitled Expansion. You don't want to miss the messages, teachings, lessons, and heart shares that will be brought to you by our wonderful and gifted declarers. You will definitely be blessed. Uh, There is one announcement today. We encourage you to partner with Declare Victory in giving in an effort to share the gospel, both locally and abroad. You can do so by visiting declarevictory.org, paypal.me forward slash declarevictory or cash app, dollar sign, I declare victory. I will repeat that. Uh, Given to donate to Declare Victory, Visit our website, declarevictory.org, paypal.me, declarevictory, or cash app, dollar sign, declarevictory. We pray many blessings be our Heavenly Father, be returned to you for your giving and trusting in him. Uh, There is no prayer request on the app at this time. Uh, The order of the call, prayer and corporate praise will be brought by Dwayne. The declaration will be brought by Moses. Then we will go right into closing comments hosted by the declarer. I will repeat that. The order of the call is prayer and corporate praise will be brought by Dwayne. The declaration will be brought by Moses. Then we will go right into closing comments hosted by the declarer. The scripture today is 2 Corinthians 9 and 10. He who supplies seed to the sower and bread for food will supply a multitude. Your seed for sowing and increase the harvest of your righteousness. May the Lord add a blessing to the reading, hearing, and doing of his word. At this time, we ask that you put your phones on mute until instructed to come off mute. Please double check. Everybody take the, a moment at this time to double check, triple check to make, your, make sure your lines are muted. I now pass the call to the prayer warrior. Is Brother Dwayne on the line? Brother Dwayne, if you are praying, we can't hear you. 
Would someone like to step in and pray for Brother Dwayne? Any ambassadors willing to step in and pray this morning? Father God, in the name of Jesus, Lord, we come to you this morning giving you thanks and praise. Lord, thank you for this brand new day, a day that we've not seen. So we just rejoice in it. We shall rejoice and just be glad for the gift of life, for it's your breath in our lungs. So we call out our praise. We cry out our praise to you this morning, Father God, thanking you for everything, God. We thank you for everything. We thank you for sight. We thank you for the ability to open up our mouths and praise you, Father God. You didn't have to let us see a new day, but you did. So for that, we're thankful. We're thankful. We're grateful for just a new day. Father, forgive any of us for any of any doubt, God. If we've doubted anything that we are asking of you, God forgive us because we know that if we don't fear you if we don't doubt you if we trust in your word god that anything that we ask of you and we believe our prayers god you will do it because you are a promise keeper and there is nothing too hard for you to do god so for that and that alone we give you praise i just can't imagine why anybody would not want to say thank you father Thank you, Father, because we are on a prayer call. God, we are blessed to be a part of such an amazing prayer call. Declare victory. We are victorious. We declare victory. We're going to see a victory no matter what we are facing, no matter what it looks like, God, no matter what it sounds like, God. We give you praise on today. There's nothing else to do but say thank you, God. We're not, I, I know me personally, God, I'm not asking you for anything because you've already done enough. So I'm thanking you in advance, God. Thanking you in advance, God. Thanking you because you are you have shown that you are Jehovah Jireh, that you are meeting our needs, God. Thank you for that, God. And then you keep us saturated in your peace. Right now, real talk, some of us should probably be talking to ourselves on a street corner. But you have been Jehovah Shalom, and you've kept us saturated in your peace. So for that, we thank you, God. And God, we thank you because we have seen miracles. We have seen miracles. We have seen people that the doctors had said to to make arrangements for, me being one of them. But we're still here today. And so for that, we thank you because we know you to be the healer. You are Jehovah Rapha. Oh, my God. It's so many things to thank you for, God. Hallelujah. When we truly learn how to turn our worry into worship and our pity into praise, oh my God, there's nothing too hard for you to, because you are a good, good father. You are a magnificent God. Your love is extravagant. Even when we are in our wall sliding down moments, God, you are still there. When we are in the valley low, thank you for those, those valley moments, God, because we wouldn't see the mountaintop if we didn't have our low time. But even in this shut in time, some of us have reunited with our loved ones. Some of us have, have rested because we needed to rest because we were wilding out. But you put us on pause and you shook some things up. And for that, I give you praise, God. I'm, I'm lifting up those that are in need today because you know what those needs are. Those that are out there in the elements, we ha- we need to lift those people up, God. Somebody's walking around right now and not, don't even know who they are. So, God, I'm, I'm praying for that soul, that soul, for that lost child that don't know how to go home, whatever the situation is. We have so many things as intercessors that we can stand in the gap for and pray for those less fortunate than we are. Oh, God, I want to thank you this morning just for love and for life. God, I thank you for 
another chance to do better today. Sing a new song, because I don't have a sad song, no matter what. And there's some serious things that we're facing. But, God, we praise you for that. Hallelujah, for just life. So, Victor's on this morning. Neither, no, everybody should have a song of praise this morning. So, we sh- we're going to just take our phones off mute and begin to worship you in spirit and in truth, because you deserve, you deserve the glory, Lord. You deserve the praise. Hallelujah. No matter how we
None like you, Lord. None like you, Lord. Oh, hallelujah. Thank you for being our shepherd. Thank you for being our shepherd. Thank you, God. We know we walk through the valley of the shadow of death, but we shall fear no evil. Hallelujah. The things that the enemy thought were evil, God, you you made them good for us. We just have a praise for you on this morning, God. We turn it over. We turn in our pain for peace, God. Thank you for your peace, God. Hallelujah. So, Father God, if we get ready to turn the call back over to Moses, Father God, I thank you for each and every sister that, that called in on this morning, God, that you would meet the needs of your people. There's nothing too hard for you to do, God. No thing. So we thank you for just who you are to us, God. Hallelujah. We praise you because you are a great God. You are a good, good father. You are a good, good father. My heart just sings praises to you on this morning because your promise still stands. Great is your faithfulness, God. You've been so faithful to us. So how can we not praise you, Father God? I just thank you, God, for this day. This is a day that you've made, so we shall rejoice and be glad in it. And for that, I give you praise. Thank you, Father. Hallelujah. As I turn the call over to Moses. Amen. Thank you so much. Amen. That was so powerful. Thank you. Thank you guys so much for that because I think, you know, obviously, like, we will have a schedule. We'll have a lineup. And, you know, that's that's amazing and everything. But God has a schedule and God has a lineup. And that was absolutely what needed, be, needed to be prayed today because, you know what, I know that I know that sometimes we worship for ourselves. Sometimes we will worship because we want to get that feeling. Sometimes we will worship because, man, I've had a hard week or something, and I just need to get that feeling that you get, you know, when you feel the presence of God, Mm -hmm. and and it does something for you, right? But sometimes we need to worship because of who God is. That's the real worship. That's when we worship in truth. And right now, today, our, our theme is expansion this month, and today's message falls under that category. But what my goal is today for us to take from, take away from today is that we can learn how to worship God in every way and our response in every situation. So as we go forward, I just want to ask that everybody just look down to make sure make sure you're on mute. We're going to get into a message today. Um, the name of today's message is Zoom Out. And it's about expanding our perspective in the midst of every situation that we're in and making sure that we're seeing what exactly is God doing in every step of the way. And I think about something like, I think about something like dancing, right? Just anything that we do with another person, whether it's marriage, it's dancing, talking, communication, if you play music, if you sing, if you've ever played music with somebody else, you have to be in sync with somebody. You have to be in a place of understanding. It's all about your perspective as it pertains to what is happening as a whole, what is happening in the big picture. If you're reading a story, you're reading a book, what's happening on page 93, what's happening in the book? You know, and the verse that we're going to be basing today's message out, out of is 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 18. So we fix our eyes not on what is seen, but on what is unseen, since what is seen is temporary, but what is unseen is eternal. So the first thing I want to go through today is I want to talk about our perspective. How are we looking at our situation as it pertains to God's story, to what God's trying to do through every situation in our life? And then what I want to talk about in the second half of this message is, the, is integrity. The integrity for us to trust in all situations, 
that we're following what God has planned for our life, that we're responding as a reflection of what God has planned in our life. And, you know, I was bringing up, I was bringing up like dancing, right? Like you have to know what your partner is doing. You have, you have to understand the routine. You have to understand these things. But one thing that I do is I, and I know this annoys every single person in my life because I will be with my friends. I'll be with my wife. We'll be at a restaurant. We'll be, uh, I'll be somewhere with my friends, getting a car wash or something or just anywhere. I'll be walking and I play Pokemon Go on my phone. I don't know if you guys have ever heard of that app. I don't know if you guys have ever heard of Pokemon, but it is, it, it's a video game and you catch Pokemon and you train them and you raise up their levels and you battle other trainers. Like that's like the whole point of it. I know I'm 30 years old. I still play that. All my coworkers play it. It is just like a really big thing. I know you probably weren't expecting me to <laughs> jump off right with that one, but you know, that is, that is like one of my favorite ways to just unwind. Like some people, it's Candy Crush. Some people can sit there and play Candy Crush after work for like three hours and it just like unwinds their mind. Some people need to go on a walk. Some people take a shower, jog. My wife likes punching things. She does like MMA stuff. Like whatever your thing is to unwind, that is just my thing to unwind. I love it. I love, there's, so, they built, the way they build the app, you can go into places, right? And you can, you can go to Walmart and there's a gym at Walmart. You can drop your Pokemon off there. You can battle other Pokemon. You can go across the street to the gas station and they got a Pokestop there. You go to a park, they'll have some gyms and Pokestops and it's amazing. And it's great for walking because you track your steps. And I think I was just looking at it right now. I was checking all my Pokemon, how they were doing this morning before I, before I started praying and, and everything getting started for the day. But um, I think I've walked the equivalent of, we live in Phoenix in Arizona. And I've walked the equivalent to like LA from Phoenix, just from walking around playing this around town and like getting in steps. And, and I get in like at least, man, probably like 40, I'll walk like 40, 50, 60 miles a week sometimes but, but because of this game. And one of the aspects of this game is battling other trainers with your Pokemon. And there comes a point. And, and these are, there's like worldwide rankings, there's YouTube videos, there's like bloggers and bloggers that dedicate, as with anything, like, I mean, if you're into like household stuff, like drilling and woodwork and stuff, there's going to be YouTube channels and celebrities in that realm. I, I'm, I love shoes, like I'm really into shoes, um, like a sneakerhead. There's channels that like dissect the new Yeezys and like that, there, you know, there's something like that for everything. Well, Pokemon has that too. There's channels where guys will literally broadcast their battles and talk about like oh this is the best pokemon to use in this battle and this is your best lead pokemon to start your battle off and this is your best closer and this is your best switch pokemon and like these guys will have like hundreds of thousands and millions of views and all these people watching trying to get better trying to learn right and so one of the big things with battle is like you have to understand like types like water is good against fire fire is good against grass like you know, you have to know these types and, like, learn and memorize them. So when it comes down to the moment where you're, like, they throw out a Pokemon at you and you're trying to be ready, like, you have to be ready right there in a split second to know what to do. And it's so exhilarating. It's so fun. You know, I think that's one of the reasons why I play it, like, every day and I love it is because you have to have that knowledge. But you also have to trust. You also have to know that, like, I'm going to let this Pokemon get hit right now, even though he's weak against this other one. Because he doesn't know that I got a strong, I got two stronger ones to counter that one. 
And I know that once this one goes down, it's going to, um, my next one's going to come in and I'm going to just totally like, I'm going to kill it this round. I'm going to kill it the second round. And then I know I'm going to win. And sure enough, like I find myself in those positions because I can, I know it so well now. Like when I started, I was getting, man, I was getting just like mopped up everywhere. I was like ready to throw my phone. I was like, so, I was so upset. I was like totally getting in my feelings about it. And like, you know, now I know how to be patient and I know how to take some temporary damage because I can see the big picture now. Whereas in the beginning, if I, if I start going down, like I'd freak out and like my first Pokemon go down, my second Pokemon go down. And then like that, I was like, and then I was done already. Like I already lost the battle before all three had gone out. And see, I, I noticed that that will happen sometimes in my walk with God where I will get hit hard with anxiety. I will get hit hard with fear, and my immediate response is that fight right there that day, and I'm tuned out. And I'm just so out of whack because the enemy went and dropped something in my mind, and, I'm, and my day's done now. I'm not going to eat because I'm stressed. I'm not going to be present when you're talking to me. I'm not going to be there with the people that God has brought me to to make a difference in their life. I'm not going to be present with the people that God has brought me around to make a heavenly influence on. I'm not going to interact with even my loved ones that I fight so hard for because I'm so stressed about this one little attack that came in the first round. My first Pokemon got hit. This first thought that plants in my head at eight o'clock in the morning, this first little stress, this first thing that in the day that reminds me of something that I've been fearing for the last six months, it drops in. And I don't, I become completely immobilized. It's just like with those battles where I was not expecting right out the gate, three, two, one, go, round one goes, and you're ready to go. And you're looking across at you, and this is a Pokemon that completely destroys yours. And it's 8 o'clock in the morning, and I'm immediately opening an email, and it's triggering something in me that is, has been fearing for six months, a financial situation. How many times in our everyday lives something happen that triggers fear, that triggers anxiety, that triggers stress, that triggers one of our weak areas, that triggers lust, that triggers one of these things that we just are like, oh, I give up. You know, this, this is an area that I've battled in. You know, this is something that I, I, have, I have always, always police, had to police myself on having eyes of integrity. You know, like if I see a beautiful woman in public and my desire is to just start checking her out and looking right away. The second it hits me and you feel that feeling in your chest and your eyes are like, yeah, I need a look. How many of us right there in that moment, right round one, first battle, the first time it hits you, you just give up. You just give in. How many of us the first time we see our bank, we get that phone call, something happens that just round one right off the bat, we get hit with something. The enemy throws out his Pokemon, his hit, and then we look back at it and we're just like, yeah, I'm done. I can't, I just don't know how to fight this. I don't know how to counter that. We need to zoom out. I told you when I was confident in the battles that I won, it's because I knew that, yeah, I would take a little damage right there. I would, I would take a hit. But I knew how to step back out of that first round. And I knew that if I could just toughen and make it out of this first round, my counter in the second round is going to carry me to the third. And if, if, I, if the right amount of things happen and I throw up a shield 
and I'm patient and I play it right. It's like a boxing match, right? It's like a dance. It's like a song. If the right things happen at the right moment, round three, I might have a chance. And I stopped believing in the failure from round one because I believed in the hope of round three. Because I believed that there was a chance in round two. And we need to zoom out sometimes from where we're at because we need to see that God is doing something bigger in our life, bigger than the attack that the enemy has in round one. And we need to see the, the hope, the courage, the bravery that's being developed in us throughout the entirety of 12 rounds. And that's what I want to talk to you about today, about zooming out, about expanding your perspective. And then I want to get into having the integrity of knowing that when no one's looking, we have to be doing the right thing. We have to be believing when no one can see it. We have to be believing when no one knows what our situation is, what's happening in our situation. We have to know that we know. Because like I said, that person that I was battling with, I don't know where they're at. They could be in China. They could be in UK. They could be in Texas. They could be anywhere. And they pair you with people. It's like an algorithm, right? And it pairs you with people from anywhere. They don't know what I'm thinking. They could see what I'm doing based off my actions, based off the way I react. And, you know, I, I see that with this verse in Second Corinthians, so we fix our eyes not on what, on what is seen, but what is unseen, since what is seen is temporary, but what is unseen is eternal. How many times do we change our whole attitude? Everything about our demeanor, everything about who we are, everything is going to change based off what we can see. So if I see something and it's bothering me, I'm going to start stressing out. Uh, I'm going to start pacing back and forth. I'm going to start calling people. I'm going to start taking preventative measures. I'm going to start freaking out because based off what I can see, that's how I'm reacting. And, and I've seen that so many times in my life where, like, I'll, I'll you know, have an attack, or a mental attack in some way where I start stressing or I start freaking out about something, and then it immediately affects my behavior. It immediately affects my sleep. It immediately affects my demeanor my anger, my irritability, my attitude, my personality, like everything about me starts to change now because of what happens or maybe the way like that I'm reacting, maybe the way I'm overthinking something is causing me to take preventative measures now. And I I believe that that's what the enemy tries to accomplish with us is I know that the enemy does not have the power to change things in our life. We have the power to change things in our life. We have the power to, to, to make miraculous things happen, right? Because if we focus on something, it will just happen. Like if you just just visualize something and focus on something, it is ultimately going to happen. That thought is going to ultimately translate into some kind of physical outcome. Whether you end up in what you're visualizing or you end up close to it, you're going to get somewhere related to it. Something in your life is going to reflect what you're thinking because it's where all action comes from. Is from our thought place, right? It's from our mind. And I, I believe that the enemy knows that. And I believe that if he can just get us to focus and visualize on our fears and focus and visualize on the things that stress us out, then something, something will stick eventually. Something after so many years of believing that you're not good enough to get a raise, hopefully, hopefully you'll end up unemployed. In his eyes, hopefully you won't have a job in a year. Hopefully, you won't be ministering to anybody at this workplace two years from now. Hopefully, you won't trust God with money anymore. Hopefully, you're going to be resent, you're going to have resentment towards God and disappointment because you felt like that God had promised you a greater position at that company. Hopefully, you're not there to bring and spread joy in that workplace 
because the enemy doesn't want you making a difference in the lives of the people that are unsaved at your job. If he could just get you to just visualize failure, if he could just get you to visualize that you're not good enough, if he could just get you to wake up and think every day that you're going to get punished at work because you made a mistake three months ago, if he could just get you to focus on those things and focus on where you went wrong, focus on a little mistake and just get you to replay it over and over and over, then he can immobilize you. Because the power of it is from our own mind. It's from our own perspective. It's what we focus in on. And so when we are going through these situations in life and we're going through these things, and and we've all done it in some way. We have all done it in every way. I did it in my marriage. I would focus in on one fight and think that we we were incompatible because of one fight. And I would not zoom out and understand that that communication and strength and trust over time is built up off of vulnerability, is built off of transparency, is built off of communication. All of those things happen from friction. All of those things happen from confrontation. Confrontation is absolutely healthy. It's absolutely necessary. But when you don't look at a fight as being, this is one small stepping stone on the way to a healthy communicate uh, marriage that's built on communication and trust and love and you look at it as this is a fight that is representing incompatibility this is a fight that is representing us being on a different page then your focus on your marriage the enemy now has a victory in that because he has you thinking now that you're not right for this person that god brought you to he has you thinking i need to start looking elsewhere i need to start looking when i'm out in public i need to start doing all these things because this person is not my forever And then he has you thinking at your workplace, I'm going to start sending out some other resumes because my boss got on me in front of everybody in that meeting because I made one mistake. This is not where I belong. And so many times we have this Goldilocks situation where we're constantly looking for everything to be perfect because we're looking for perfection to show that, oh, this is where God really wants me. But we don't see that adversity is really a bunch of stepping stones that builds a pathway to God's plan for our life. And how many times have we walked away from a tough path because it wasn't an easy path because we thought that, well, if it's from God, it's got to be easy and it's got to be perfect. No, well, I'm going to tell you the truth of it. It is not going to be perfect. It is going to be hard. There's going to be times where you have, where you have fear somewhere where God has placed you. There's going to be times where you have strife and, and conf, uh, confliction and conflict uh, where, where God in a relationship that God ordained. Your promised land is going to require a battle to occupy. It's going to, re- it's going to require a Jericho for you to surround. It's going to, it's going to require, you know, that's why I talked about worship so, so much and why it hit so hard this morning is because there's going to be a wall that's going to require worship to be brought down in your life. We, we don't fix our eyes on what is seen, but what is unseen. We have to zoom out in every situation. And with this first point, that's what I really want to drive home, is the fact that so many times in my life have I quit something because it didn't perfectly go exactly according to Moses' plan. Can you, can you honestly, truly believe, can you imagine what my life has looked like? And I'm 30 years old. 
I'm 30 years old. I turned 30 in February. Can you imagine what 30 years worth of wishy-washy changing my mind every time something wasn't perfect right away? Can you imagine how many relationships I, I, I left broken and hurt and unfinished? Can you imagine how many endeavors, how many projects I've abandoned? Can you imagine how many churches I've left? Can you imagine how many ministries I've left? Can you imagine the trail of disappointment that comes with that now because I left when things weren't perfect right away? I self-sabotaged when things weren't, ex if I wasn't perfect or immediately amazing at something, I quit. You know how many times I quit the drums? I tried to learn the drums like five times in my life, and I wasn't the best drummer in the world when I sat down for the first time, so I quit. Because we need to zoom out, and we need to see that you're not going to be good at marriage in the first five years. You might not even be good at marriage in the first 30 years. You might not be good at your job in the first year, and that's okay, and that's all right. But we have to understand that there's two paths from that that we can choose to take as a man of God, as a woman of God. We can sit there and we can tough it out, and we can understand, God placed me here. I'm not leaving because God placed me here. Even when it gets hard, that's not my temperature measure. That's not my barometer. That's not my gauge. The success of things doesn't determine whether or not God placed you in that situation. And you have to look at it this way. The enemy knows that about us. He knows that we are fickle. The enemy knows that we will quit, that we will walk away the second things don't look right. The second, because some of us aren't prepared to spend a lifetime in brokenness because God has placed us to be the wholeness in that situation. Some of us are not prepared to be the rock for our family and be there because we're too focused on everybody else and where they need to grow and where they need to be perfect. And my son needs to do this and my daughter needs to do that and my husband needs to really needs to stop doing this. But we're failing and looking like, but God made you this, though. But God made you the constant. God made you the central stationary point that everything pivots around in your life. And it's okay. And it's okay that you are, are going through these things and you're growing as a human being or you're in your marriage or your workplace relationships or, you know, your marriage relationship or your, a dating relationship or something. And it's okay. It's okay to, to have vulnerability. It's okay to have those broken areas. What's not okay is to believe that that's your identity, that that's who God created you to be. And we have to zoom out. We have to step out of the closeness of our situation, and we have to step back to bring things into context in the whole of our life, in the story of our life, in the story of what God is wanting to accomplish us. And I recently, my in-laws have, they have a, I don't, you know, honestly, I don't even know what you would call it, but they have like a, a woodworking uh, business and they, they make like shelves and furniture and just all these super beautiful things. And, and they're just awesome. We used to have some of their stuff in our apartments and like, they, they just make like the best, like custom homemade furniture and design. And they're super talented in that. And like, I always really admire people who are talented and stuff that like, I just could never even understand. Like, I'm just like, man, that's like awesome. I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't know how to do the first step and all that stuff. And like, they made a table for somebody the other day. Cause we're, we're renting a room from them right now. Um, while we're looking for a house and like, I see all their projects, you know, every day. And, 
he, my father-in-law made a table. Like he just made a table. Like that's crazy to me. Like I, like he's like measuring stuff. He's got like a pencil in his mouth and like a bandana on and he's just like, he's in it. And there's like saws and everything going off all day. And I'm like, man, it sounds like Lowe's or Home Depot here. Like, this is crazy. And like, he, he just comes out with a table like four hours later. And I'm like, bro, how did you make a table? Like, that's a, that where there's nothing. Like, that's so beautiful to me. I, I don't, I can't, I don't have a, a gift in that area. That's just crazy. And so, um, I have a really nice camera. So they asked me like, if, Hey, can you just like take a bunch of pictures of the stuff that we've made? And their whole house is filled with furniture that they've made. And it's beautiful. They're constantly getting complimented. I'm always FaceTiming people from the house. Like, yeah, this is where we're staying right now. <laughs> like, and everybody's like, loves it. It's so awesome. The, the furniture is amazing. Even the stuff in our room is really nice. Like, it's just so cool, right? It's all this beautiful stuff. And like, as I'm taking these pictures, I really wanted to do a good job because I know how much effort and heart and love goes into every single one of these products that they make. And then they sell, they go and install it in people's houses. And like, was I'm taking the picture, right? I was really close up because I'm not a photographer either. I don't, I'm not going to make you furniture and I definitely can't take pictures. If you need a song, it could help you write a song. I could do some, I do other stuff, but I can help you with software. I can't do any of those things. But, you know, I'm taking a picture, and I'm really close to the furniture. And I realize this is not – I don't think they're going to like this because I'm looking through the pictures and looking back and, like, showing them, and they're kind of quiet. And I'm like, yeah, if they don't like it, I don't think I like them either. And I'm like, yeah, well, you know what? Let me just – I can step back a little bit and, and bring some more of it into the frame. They're like, yeah, 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 you know. And so I'm taking these pictures, and I realize I was way too close. And because I was so close, there was no definition. It was just chaotic. Like, there was, they were blurry. Like, there was not good lighting because I was so close. And as I started to step back, it let more light in. And as I started to step back, I was able to bring more of it into focus. And as I was able to step back, you understood that that one piece, that when I was close up, that was super dark and no light and, like, chaotic and blurry. As I stepped back and there was more definition to it, you started to understand it in context of that room. So like when you look at a shelf close up in one of my bad pictures, you're like, is that a cave? Like, what, what are you doing? Is the camera on? Like, do you know what you're doing? But as I started to step back, it's like, Oh, okay. Like I could be in a national geographic book right now. You know? And I was, you know, like I was really about it in that moment, you know, and they looked really great and not to toot my own horn, but you know, I thought they looked really good in the end and I still, I got to transfer them all those pictures. But my point is this, when I was right up in it, like right up there, like right smack in the midst of, you know, the shelf or, or shutter or whatever it was, I don't even know the names of half these things of furniture or whatever. They made no sense. And it was just chaos. And the pictures looked so bad. But as I stepped back and I understood how they fit into the room, how they fit into the dining room, how they fit into the living room, it really made a lot of sense. There was a lot more definition. And I used to think that with other people growing up. I used to like, I love listening to chisme. And chisme in Spanish is like gossip, like family gossip, like, oh my gosh, you're not going to believe what so-and-so did. And I would just sit there and be like, what did so-and-so do? You know, like I was like eight or something. And, you know, I was a lot of prayer, repentance and growth in that. And I would, I would listen to these situations and stories. I would just overhear them. I'd be playing and I'd hear my grandma or my aunts, you know, like 
gossiping or talking about somebody or saying something. And in my mind, as an eight-year-old little genius, I was like, I already know the problem, the answer to that person's problems. I absolutely know they they need to stop drinking. Or like, I'd be like, they need to, he needs to just buckle down and commit. He hasn't committed for 30, 20 years. Like, he's lonely and everybody he's dating, he's just trying to fill a void. And I'm like nine years old thinking stuff, I guess. And I'm, I kid you not, I really, I really thought some stuff like that. Like, I'm like, man, he, when's he going to settle down? You know, <laughs> like when, you know, he needs to stop running. You know what? He's chasing his mom's love. That's what he is. And every girl he dates, he's trying to validate his mom. And I'm just like thinking all this stuff. I, I'm really serious. I really thought that way as a kid. Like I would think about all these things. And then I would see them continuously do the opposite in their life as if they had no idea. But to me, even as a child, a lot of the solutions were super clear. And I could totally understand it. Even in my friend's lives and um, a lot of people around me to this day, it's very easy for me to find a solution for people because I can look at a big picture of their life and who they're becoming and who God's called them to be. And that's a major part of prophecy and the prophetic ministry. And I operate in that primarily. Um, that is a hundred percent a thing. You know, I will see somebody and God will give me a word and then he'll piece it together for me and I'll get a verse and all these things. And I'm like, I see it in context of their life and I see what they're going through in their life right now. And I see how it fits into the context of their life. And I think that we fail to see that in our own life. Sometimes I, th I think that we fail to see that in our own attack. Sometimes that we forget to zoom out. We forget to step out and see that, this is a little building block to the entire structure of our life. This season, this moment, this hurt, this pain, this loss, this even this joy. Sometimes we'll spend too long on joy. We'll spend too long on the good, and we'll forget that God can still be present in the hurt, and God can still be present in the pain, and we lose sight of that sometimes. And that's the, you know, that's the heart of today's message is, is to zoom out, is to step back. Don't fix your eyes on what is seen, but what is unseen. What is seen is temporary, but what is unseen is eternal. And it's so crucial for us to step back and, and ask, if I'm, being, if I'm at this job and I'm being attacked and, I, and I'm scared of my boss, I'm scared of making a mistake, and I'm thinking to myself these thoughts of, I should probably just quit. I should probably start sending my resume out. I should probably start applying at other places where I won't be in such a big spotlight. And you know what? That's what I'll do. I'm going to quit here because there's some crazy stuff going on and I'm going to go look for another job or I'm going to try something or even while I'm here, I'm going to just send my resume out. And if I get a, if I get a, a job interview, I'm just going to call in sick or something, you know, and we're just constantly looking for the next best thing or, or even in your marriage, like, you know what, I'm just going to tune out and I'm going to check out girls at target because it's too hard to connect. It's too hard for me to, it's too, you know what, it's just too hard for me to connect with my wife because uh, my dad left when I was a kid. And, you know, I just don't know how to, I, I never, nobody ever, you know, modeled healthy uh, commitment and vulnerability to relationships. So I'm just going to not be present in my marriage. I'm just going to, I'm just going to step away from it because it's just a little bit too hard. It wasn't perfect right after the, the wedding ceremony. And so, you know what, I'm just going to, this is, I'll be married, but I'm not going to really be here in my heart. You know, how, how easy is it for us to just step away when things aren't working? But what would it be if we were able to step back and say, well, why is God attacking my marriage? Well, why did, you know what, I mean, why is the enemy attacking my marriage? Why does God want me in this? Why is the, why, why, 
but how come every time I go to work, why do I get hit with fear? We don't zoom out on every step. We just stay present in the attack. We stay present in round one where we're getting, I'm, I got mopped up my first, my first, I mean, I was like quiet, like, you know, those kids that get angry and they're like, oh, you know, they're just like upset. Like I was getting, I was getting slapped around in, in the first couple, I've been playing for four months now, back in January I started, my coworkers got me into it, that Pokemon stuff I was talking about earlier. I was getting, imagine if I just quit right there. Imagine if just every time first round start getting beat, but I'm done, quit, exit, I don't want this, turn it off. You know, like, how many times do we quit in round one in every single battle? And and it, it's the enemy trying to get us to quit. It's the enemy trying to give up, give up on the good things. When Moses, uh, um, I'm sorry, not Moses, um, when the when the scouts were sent into the promised land and they came back with the report, we're like grasshoppers in their eyes. Like, we're like, you know, they're like giants to us. Like, the enemy wants us to say, you know what, honestly, it's just not worth it. It's just, you know what, you really can't do it. And, and our own insecurity feeds into that. Yeah, you know what, they probably all think I'm dumb at this job. I should just quit. But really, God placed you in that job because that company is going to fail and God needs you to intercede for it because he cares about the lives that that company affects. And and your coworkers are cheating on their partners and your coworkers are uh, depressed and your coworkers are suicidal and your coworkers are secretly addicted and they're all hurting broken people and you want to quit because you got chewed out in a meeting. And the enemy's like, just quit. You're, I mean, you know, your image is pretty much messed up anyway. Now you can't come back from that. You should just quit because the fact that you walk through that door every day, you bring in the presence of God and the enemy doesn't like that. And there's so many of us right now that are on the phone with our friends on a Friday night, like, oh, girl, I don't know how long I can do this. I mean, I just, everybody's talking. I know that she hates me, and I know that my boss and all these things. And it's like, no, you're focusing on the wrong things. What you need to be doing is celebrating the fact that the enemy doesn't want you there because of what God placed inside of you and what you're doing to that atmosphere because you carry the presence of the living God with you. That's the truth of the situation. We can't keep going to people and saying, man, I just, you know what, I don't feel connected in my marriage. I don't know what it is. Bro, you don't feel connected because you don't know how to commit to your wife. You don't know how to let yourself just be loved by a woman. Like, you don't know how to just feel safe being loved because you never have felt that love will stay with you. And the enemy is using that to make you think that your wife's not right for you. You know, if I can be real, if I can be honest, like, that's the truth of it. I've felt that. I have absolutely been there. That is me. I'm, I'm speaking to me today. You know, if this is not for anybody else, I can't hear feedback anyway right now. So I'm in the, you know, I'm outside in the car right now talking to myself anyway. We have to zoom out. We have to have the integrity to know that we need to do this even when no one's looking. That we can trust that God is doing something in the midst of our situation even when no one is looking. That we have to know what God is doing even when God's not speaking. Even when we're praying and we're like, God, I'm not hearing an answer. I'm going to tell you this right now. If you're praying and you're not hearing an answer, God already spoke. There's, you already know. And you have, you have the Bible in front of you. You already know what God said. You always will know what God says about a situation because we all know God's identity. We know who God is. We don't need, all right, God, if this job is really for me, I need a sign today, Lord. I need you to, 
let me get fired today, Lord, if this is really it. And we're, how many times do we pray those prayers? Lord, and you'll be married for 15, 25, 3, 2 years. It's like, Lord, if they're really right for me, just give me a sign now. It's like, I, I spoke, you, I let you get married. You married this person. I let you marry them, and you're still with them today. Work on it. Fix it. You're at this job. Pray for your coworkers. You're at this house with your in-laws. Pray for your in-laws. You already have your answer. You are already where you need to be. You are already filled with the Spirit. You need to go do it. God already spoke. Go do it. You are already filled with the Spirit. Go prophesy. Go help somebody. Go change somebody's life. The enemy wants us to get fixated on little imperfections so that we can step back so that we're not disappointed. Because the enemy wants us to walk away from what God has called us to do because he says, God's going to disappoint you. Surely he didn't say that, right? Surely he didn't say not to eat this fruit, right? And he's always trying to twist God's word against us, always trying to get us to doubt God, always trying to doubt the guidance of the Holy Spirit in our life. And what do we do? We don't zoom out. We fixate on the small details. We fixate on the tiny imperfections because ultimately at the end of the day, we're scared of getting disappointed again. And we're scared of not being in control. And we're scared of being hurt. And we're scared of being left. And we're scared of commitment. And we're scared of fear. And we're scared and we're scared and we're scared and we're scared and we're scared. But the perfect love that casts out all that fear is saying stay. It's saying fight. It's saying connect. It's saying open up. It's saying apologize. It's saying repent. It's saying turn back to me. It's saying don't leave. Don't quit that ministry again. But this is the fifth church, man, that you've been to in the last year. Why is it the fifth church that you've been to? I planted you at the first one. You know, they're saying, like, why are you not connecting your wife? Why are you looking at porn for the fifth time this week when I gave you a beautiful human being inside your bedroom right now? I gave you a, a, a human being that has loved you every time you wanted to kill yourself and you wanted to give up on everything. When I gave you somebody who was going to stick by your side when you had nothing and you want to cheat on that person emotionally, you want to cheat on that person mentally. How many of us right now are complaining about our job because we're not making enough or they're not treating us well enough, but we're not even at that job for a paycheck. We're at that job because God said there's somebody that, that really wants to hurt themselves at that job. And I need you to be there because I'm going to use their attitude to get your attention because I want you to be praying for them because there's no one that prays for them in their life. But I, that's my son. That's my daughter. I died on the cross for them. And I need you. I need you to be praying for them. But we're like, God, get me out of this job. I'm not making 60K. Jeez. Lord, how, how long do I need to pray, Lord? I, I mean, how, I mean, do you, is this one of those things, the Daniel thing, God, is my is our Prince of Persia fighting my prayer? Like, God, I need to get out of here. We need to zoom out. We need to zoom out when we start getting to that place. And when you hit that friction, you need to zoom out. You need to move out. You need to step back and see. The prayer is not getting answered by, based off what you're praying. So you have to step back and you have to then, you need to stop asking God questions. And you need to ask yourself a question. Why am I doing this? Because God has spoken and I'm here still. And I'm not out of this. I'm not out of this marriage. I'm not out of this job. I'm not out of this ministry. God's doing something. God is working absolutely. And we need to have the integrity to do the right thing, to hold on, to believe even no one's looking. We need to hold on to what God's word is, what God's promise was. And we need to see that just because something doesn't fit what our perspective is of it, it does not mean that it's not what we're meant to be. Sometimes we need to fight through it to see it be worth it.
And I want to hold, I want you to, if you hold anything from today, it's to now step back and see what does this mean in the context of the whole, of my whole life. You know, I was bringing up a song and dancing and all that earlier. You might hear one note and one note out of context is the most random thing in the world. You could play one G note on a piano and it's like, okay, hit me with some more, hit me with the chords, like, give, give me something else, like, give me, throw in three more, like, you know, put some on it, you know, like, when you hear a piano play a song, that is beautiful, that's amazing, but if you hear a piano play a G note, I mean, okay, cool, that's great, like, a three-year-old could play that, could do that, all right, and you need to step back and see what are multiple over the course of time, so we look at our life, and we look at one situation, and it's like, okay, I want better. I want more. But see that one situation as it comprises the song of our life. See that one situation as it comprises everything. So that's our message today. Zoom out in accordance with our expansion theory uh, series. I'm sorry. Um, I always get uh, talked to about that one from the admin team. And uh, so I had to make sure that I really went on the theme. So um, I want to get into our, our love life victory discussion section but before we do that, I want to do a couple things. First, I'm probably going to do this another time, but I want to plug, I just released my first episode of my podcast. It just went live. Praise God. I've been trying to do this for like two or three years now. Finally got everything. And you can find it on Spotify, Anchor, Breaker, um, Radio Public, all these. It's going to be on Apple Podcasts like any day now. I'm just waiting for them to approve it and put it up. But it's the Heart Soul Mind Collective. The Heart Soul Mind Collective. My first episode, The Prison of Your Mind, we're talking about fear and all that. I want you guys, if you can, if you're listening and you know somebody that's battling with fear or you have battled with fear, please check out this episode. Um, it's a, I really put a lot of my testimony out in this episode. It was just really fun to record and make and, and just put my story out there. So um, you can follow me on Instagram too. It's at Heart Soul Mind Collective, all one word together. And, um, yeah, I really just encourage you to check that out. If you are interested in stuff like that and podcasts and you listen to podcasts, definitely check my podcast out. That was released last week. And I have another one coming up. Episode two is coming out, and it's called The Traits of the Orphan. And I'm going to be releasing that this week. So please keep your eyes peeled for that. Definitely go follow the podcast. Check it out. It's on Spotify. Just download Spotify and search The Heart Soul Mind Collective. And that's enough of my plugging of that, my side stuff. I'm, I will probably drop that handle and everything again. But before we get into Love Life Victory, I just actually wanted to take some time to do a second greeting. Um, I know that Tracy uh, had one earlier. Thank you for that. Um, but if you called in late or maybe you didn't get a chance to say um, hi or you still had morning voice, you know, where you're like, oh. Good morning, everybody. Declare victory. Like, if you didn't want to talk about it, just feel free right now to take a moment to come off mute and to say good morning to everybody. Let us know your name, who you are, if you if it's your first time calling in. So go for it now. If you didn't get a chance to say good morning earlier, we would love to say good morning to you. So good morning, everybody. Good morning, family. Andrew. Good morning. Good morning, 
Good morning, it's Barbara out of Lodi. Um, Moses, I've listened to your podcast already. I am so excited. Congratulations. I'm glad to know that you are going to be uh, giving us a word on a regular basis and so we can go there. Thank you so much. Enjoy the declaration. Zoom out. Great, 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 great thing. Thank you so much. God bless everyone. Happy Saturday. Amen, Barbara. Thank you so much. Morning, Aaron. Staff Sergeant hey. Smith, first time caller. God bless you. <laughs> <laughs> Good morning, bro. Anybody else? Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. This is Priscilla. Thank you for your declaration. Thank you very much. Good morning, everybody. Good morning. Good morning, Jubilant Juliet. Hey, good morning. Good morning, that's Krishonda. Good morning, Krishonda. Good morning, Victory Family. It's Rochelle. Good morning, Moses. Awesome declaration. Thank you very much. Good morning, Rochelle. Good morning from Nicole and Bella. Hey, hey. Good morning, Nicole and Bella, my two favorite ladies. <laughs> that's my wife and my daughter, by the way, to everybody who doesn't know. <laughs> Good morning, God morning. This is Jeff G. Good morning. Morning, Moses. It's Dee Dee. Hey, hey, hey. Good morning, Dee Dee. Good morning, family. It's Dondria. Congratulations, Moses. So proud of you. Awesome job, sir. Happy Thank Saturday, you very family. Much. Happy Saturday. Good morning. Anybody good else morning, before we carry on? Awesome declaration as usual. Hey, hey, good morning. Good to hear from you. Good morning, Ms. Lee Omia. Good morning. All right, all right. Well, that's a that's a a lot of good mornings. I don't think we've had that many. I mean, I don't know. I haven't haven't done in a while, but. Um, I want to get into the love life victory uh, portion of the call today. And I just wanted to say before we get into that, if um, you usually don't stick around for that part, I definitely encourage you to, to maybe share the playback. Um, there's been so many great messages this month on expansion and going to continue to have some for, I think we have another week this month and um, <clears throat> sorry. And so yeah, I, I just I, I highly recommend you share this and, and even just giving and supporting to declare victory. It's always such a great thing. I, it's one of the things that has carried um, me and my family through a lot of hard, difficult times was we saw that giving out definitely brought in. And, and I, I highly, highly encourage that. It's something we always do. And um, and declare victory is just one of those places that we've um, been able to give to in the past and just love love, love, love what this ministry has done and the the family, and it is totally a family. I mean, this is the most family ministry I've ever been a part of, and I've been a, a part of ministries for like almost 20 years now, and just different from worship teams when I was 10 to like all, everything I've seen, Declare Victory is absolutely a family first. It is, it is absolutely a family. Um, so, I encourage that. I encourage you to call in um, Monday through Saturday, 6 a.m. If this is your first time calling in, 
I don't know if we have any first time callers exact uh, specifically today. But yeah, so we're going to open it up to um, questions. If anybody has any questions, comments, maybe this uh, today's message made you think about something. What what was it? You know, what's on your heart? So go for it. All I ask though is that um, just want, if you're not speaking, make sure that you're on mute because this is being recorded and goes out. And I know a lot of people listen via playback. So let's just try to keep the background noise to a minimum. So just always be checking to make sure your your phone's on mute if you're not sharing. But other than that, let's go for it. Hey, Brother Moses, it's Andrew. Thank you so much for your lesson this morning. Uh, I, I was really excited when, when, when you brought up the Pokemon because uh, <laughs> there, 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 there are so many aspects of the game that are analogous to the Christian walk, especially during these times. One of those things is uh, you can't be uh, you can't be self-centered. You have to go out because traveling gains you experience. And you're yeah. going to need the, that experience when you go into battle because the whole point of you existing in this space is to fight battles. Uh, some areas of battle are going to be when you're traveling. You know, enemies pop up here and there, and you have to put out those small fires. But you, and you take some hits, but you get stronger because you're taking those hits. You can go into certain coliseums where you do nothing but battle, but after each fight, you replenish, right? You get, wow. you get stronger, you're back at full strength. Other coliseums, each battle takes something out of you, and you have to find other ways to last, but the race is not given to the strong nor to the swift, but he that endures to the end. So we just have to get through the battle and we have to mm. use those tools that we've been given. Okay. But not only that, there are some attacks that are, you know, awesome attacks and they'll lay the enemy low. But that first round, all you do is take hits because that, that attack is going to kick in like the second round, third round, fourth round, and it'll still work on the enemy, and it'll wear the enemy down. But during that first attack, you got to take that hit. And that's the same thing with, 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 with our walk. Uh, when people dog us, or the area, the, or the feedback that we get, when we try to do good things, like the things that integrity says we should do, but when we kind of keep score at night, we're taking loss, and we kind of like, well, why should I keep doing this? Uh, yeah. We're supposed we're supposed to be in that space. This is what we're supposed to do. And when we when we continue to do that, then the blessing comes from the endurance. And even if you look around and think that, wow, man, you know, I'm losing it. Maybe maybe I got it wrong. Maybe, you know, the approach I took wasn't the right one. You see in the, in the final analysis, it's like, oh, wow, that was my victory. That mm -hmm. was what I was supposed to do. Somebody needed to see, see me fight to give them the courage to fight back, get back on their knees. God was teaching mm -hmm. me something. God was toughening me up because, again, all that experience counts. So when I do start taking hits, they don't affect me as much. Because I have people behind me. I'm a trainer. I'm teaching somebody else 
how they're supposed to battle. So when they face it, because everybody's going to face it in, in, mm-hmm. in this space. And like I said, like the, uh, the, the, the things that you can gain from, from playing the game, you know, translate into playing this game called the Christian life because the enemy is everywhere. And sometimes the enemy is us. Sometimes the enemy or the people that we're supposed to be fighting with and not against. And wow. it's just like, wow, it's just, ah, yeah, okay. Now, but most people don't play that game. And so where they hear about what's going on through the game, and, 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 it's, and it's tough sometimes. Trust me, man. It's, it, like during my walk, there are some times when I just don't know how much more I can take. And like I'm thinking God has broken me as much as he could break me. And when I think that, I know that I need to be broken some more. And I just get sort of like the feeling that I'm overwhelmed. But then I think about Elisha and the king of Syria sent an army after him. And Elisha's servant gets up early and he sees that they're surrounded. And he's like, you know, master, what are you going to do? And, and Elisha just prays, Lord, open his eyes, let him see. Because he said, they that be for us are more than they to be against us. And the servant gets his eyes open and he sees this mountain full of chariots of fire just surrounding the good guys. And the enemy doesn't even see it. He's like, stop stressing. You know, the battle is ours. And like I said, uh, I, I know I'm talking too much, but the, 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 the beauty of it is that if we just follow the script, follow the training manual, we, not only will we get through it, we'll get through it well, we'll be blessed. We can bless others while we go through it and, and it becomes a beautiful thing, but you're not going to get through it unscathed. You're going to take hits. You're going to have scars, but that's part of the process. So thank you, brother, for reminding that going back on you. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Honestly, for that, uh, Start you. I, you know what? I always pronounced it Elisha. I didn't know it was Elisha. That that definitely makes sense. So I, I've been pronouncing it wrong this whole time. But I love that story. Thank you for bringing that in. And honestly, I'm a little bit jealous that I didn't put that into the message because that would have been a perfect, perfect verse and, and an account to back up the message today. But yeah, you're right. Like, I always think about that verse whenever I'm in a situation like that, you know, and I I think about how how many times, man, like have we freaked out like the like the you know his uh, assistant or his partner or, or whatever, and and then God knew all the other stuff that was going around us, but we just couldn't see that, you know. And man, yeah, that's just so powerful. Thank you for adding to that. And I think honestly, yeah, it is about our understanding of the battle, you know, the longevity and our endurance and everything. It's based off our ability to 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 ration our energy throughout it. You know, where's our focus? Where are we going to release? Are we going to just um, like singing? Like if you let out too much air at the beginning of a note, you know, that's how bad singing sounds. You know, it's just, it's just bad, bad breath control, you know? And so like, if we do that in a spiritual battle and we just let all of our momentum out, all of our, our trust and our faith and God and everything just outright in the beginning, you know, we're not going to make it very long. You know, we're not going to make it past the first round. So, like, yeah, I think the wisdom in that is super huge. So thank you for sharing that, bro. As always, thank you for the, the wise insight. 
Um, does anybody else have anything they would like to share uh, about today? Anything on their heart? Hey Moses, it's Rochelle. I just uh, want to thank you um, in clearing, clarifying the Pokemon game and um, <laughs> <laughs> helping me to understand that there's a strategy to it because I was just like, what are you people doing? You guys are too old to be poor. <laughs> and it's always adults. <laughs> <laughs> and it is. And I mean, this is like the tech people at my job. I'm like, what are you guys doing? You guys don't have enough to think about. But it's so funny <laughs> because one of my closest friends used to play when we used to go to lunch. And I'm like, where did you go? She said, oh, I had to go capture my Pokemon over here. I was like, girl, we only got 30 minutes in, or an hour. But it's so funny because it's how you related it and how you made it relevant. So it, thank you for clarifying that. Because she couldn't, she would explain it to me, but all she kept saying is so fun. And I'm like, what's fun about chasing something you can't see? And But of course, I can't see it. She's playing the game. So and and you have to be careful not to <laughs> judge, you know, what somebody else's um, point is, their their relaxation focus or, you know, how yeah. they deal with certain things. So thank you. That was so funny. When you started talking about it, I was like, oh, my God, Moses, you play Pokemon? <laughs> but <laughs> it's so funny. But thank you for, you know, breaking it down and making it relatable because we can understand it um, when it relates to something that, you know, wow. we're, you know, re related to. So thank you. Great declaration. Wow. That's <laughs> awesome, man. That is so funny because I, I work in tech as well. I'm, I'm a software developer. So it's like really big in that, uh, that software developer tech. And I know a lot of people call in from the Bay area. We have a big, we have a big Bay area following and like, obviously, you know, Bay area, Silicon Valley and everything, but you know, all the tech companies and all the techies, but yeah, it's, it's super huge uh, amongst all the software developers everywhere. Like, pretty, I, I, from what I've seen, it's, it's a lot of software developers. So that is really funny. But, <laughs> man, yeah, I'm the same way. My wife will be like, we'll go out, like, on a date night or something. She'll be like, no Pokemon. And I'm like, oh, babe. I'm like, come on, there's, like, a really, like, rare Pokemon or something right there. There's a gym across the street. She's like, no, like, we went on date night um, the night before last night. We finally got, you know, babysitter and everything. And, like, I, I told her right when we got out of the car, we got out of our lift. And I was like, all right, no Pokemon tonight. I'm like, we're going to go to the restaurant. We're going to eat. We're going to, like, we're going to enjoy each other. Like, I'm not going to, no Pokemon, not once. And I did not pull my phone out once, you guys. That is so hard for me to do in a place that is, I told her, too, while we were waiting for our, our lift home. I was like, there's a gym there. There's two gyms over there. And I'm just going off memory. And I'm like, I could be, I could be pulling my phone out and going to those gyms, but you know what? I love you a lot and I'm not going to do it. I'm going to just stay present in the moment. So I'm an amazing husband because of that. So just throwing it out there. But um, yeah, that's funny. Thank you. I'm uh, sorry, but yeah. Does anybody else have anything else they'd like to share? Yeah. Uh, what's up, Aaron? Hey, uh, what's up, man? Thank you for uh, announcing that you're, first of all, your your amazing husband, throwing all those <laughs> other husbands uh, underneath the bus. I'm I'm really not though, by the way. I'm gro I'm I'm growing. I'm learning. I'm still yeah. In the beginning. Um, gospel <laughs> according to Pokemon. Okay, uh, I still got it to get with that. But um, uh, you know, I I was thinking, man. Once again, you know, nephew. First of all, great great podcast. Uh, they listen. I, I kind of shared it on on my timeline. Uh, you know, oh, as wow. your, 
as your uncles and aunties have done, because uh, we're so proud of you. Um, zoom in, uh, zoom out. Uh, great declaration. You know, I thought about sometimes, you know, uh, you may see a movie or you might see a picture. And, you know, you only see one part of the picture. And, and because you see that only one part of the picture, it may be a person or a thing that's happening. And because you only in you only see that one part, you know, you've already had the story made up. You've already, you know, uh, assume this is what's happening and then you may see you know like maybe in the movies they'll zoom out and because you can see the whole picture you know you see that is that it, you know your assumption your um what you assume and and you know what your perspective was totally wrong you know yeah. and and a lot of times in our life you know, we get caught up in the smallest details, and you know, you 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 really flesh that out in the, any of your of your declaration. Why am I going through this? Why I'm doing this and everything? And the Holy Spirit is saying that I've already put you in some place. I've already put you in this place. I've already given you this thing. Stop looking at the one picture. You know, but the Holy Spirit says we see only the small. The scripture said we only see the small uh, picture, you know, but God is the author and the finisher of our faith. Wow. You know, we, and, but we can only see, you know, yeah, because of the okay. fallen nature of ourselves, you know. And so we need we need God to really pull back. We need to have the faith in God to understand and say, listen, you're going through this one thing, but you, I saw you see. But you know, I see so much more in you. And I've got so much more on you, and I've done so much more for you. So if you just allow me just to just to uh, take your eyesight and to pull back, and just to have the faith to look back and say, this is not the this is not the whole picture. This is, this is the uh, full piece. If you just stand back and allow the picture to expand before your eyes and everything, you see that there's so much more that is happening. There's so much more in this world that is happening outside of Oakland. There's so much more that God has purposed in my life than just going to uh, a, a church or even now just going to a Zoom meeting. That there's so much more that we can do. There's so much more that God has 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 created us for. We're finite beings, but we're children of an infinite being. And so, if we put our trust and faith in Him leaning down into our own standing, but acknowledging him in all our ways, and he shall direct our path. And we, we, we can see and we can more likely be prepared for the grand journey that God has uh, put us on and will guide us through. Great mm. decoration, man. I'm always proud of you. Love you, nephew. God bless. Thank you so much, bro. I honestly, I can't echo that enough that, you know, I think what I missed in the message today, to be completely honest, is the word speaks, the Holy Spirit speaks, God speaks to this day. God is a living God. We serve, worship, and submit to a living, loving God. And he will speak to these situations. And here's the thing, an unanswered prayer is an answered prayer. Because if you ask God about this situation, as I do very often, I don't get answers from God because I don't know how to always listen out from God. And I, and I do that as my primary ministry I, is hearing from God for people. I've been doing that 
for years where a leader will call me in and be like, hey, we got 30 people in this ministry. I want you to right now just prophesy over each one of them one by one. And you got to hear from God for 30 specific people. And they're waiting on a word. I don't always listen out the right way in my own life, though. Because I'm looking for an answer one way. I'm looking for a direct, there's a burning bush, there's a this, there's a that, there's a light, and this, you know, there's something like, we're looking for so many signs and so many things, but we don't realize that in a lot of ways God speaks subtly and he speaks through the situations and scenarios of our lives. And the word is so alive and active and a double-edged sword and all these things, and, and God will speak through his word. <clears throat> he will speak to us, and I think what you touched on is so powerful we have the capacity to endure these situations to power through them because we have the power and the ability to talk to god to communicate to spend communion time to read our word to dive deep in the word and hear from god and hear what he has to say about our situations and he will speak to it i just recorded an episode for the podcast last night with a guest worship leader friend of mine and he hit on something. He said, God will, will respond to you. If, if it's not right away, you will get something. You will absolutely get your guidance in your direction. And that's what happens to me is I learned, you know, I'll just real, real quick. I want to, I want to give everybody else time, but um, real quick to just paint this point though, because I believe what Eric was saying was super powerful. And I really want everybody to really latch on to that is that I had a crazy work situation a couple months ago where I thought I was at fault for a major error. Like this was a company-wide like error. I think everybody thought they could have potentially been at fault, but my fear allowed me to really like every day think of, man, how could it have been my fault, right? <clears throat> and that fear got so bad that I started to even believe it, that I started to think, well, oh, man, it could have been this, I could have did this, or I could have made this mistake, this could have happened, that could have happened, thinking of how it could have been me, because no one knew how this error in our company happened. And they still don't to this day. And so, like, it was really easy for me to start to visualize all these scenarios, how it could have been my fault, and I was in fear constantly. Anything work-related, anytime I was at work, anytime we got an email, anytime we needed to have a meeting or an emergency meeting or a last minute meeting, I would think this is it. They're going to find out that we're going to find out that it was me. It was my fault, but that wasn't the case. And there was a lot of times where I thought I should just quit. I, this is just too chaotic. This is too crazy. I should just quit when I'd been praying for this job. And there's a lot of people that helped us out last year that knew that we needed this job. A lot of people that knew that our family was struggling. And so the enemy wanted me to quit. Because everything I have prayed for this company has absolutely come to pass. Has absolutely, everything God has told me, I want you to pray this. I want you to pray this for this company. I want you to pray this. It has all happened because I'm meant to be there. I have an anointing to be there to help shape and guide the future of this company as God wants it to be. And he sent me in there to reach these people. The enemy didn't want me in there. So he used my fear towards that situation to try to get me out of there. And like Eric was saying, we can hear from God. So when all this situation happened, the very first thing I, I did is I stepped away and I prayed and I said, God, is it my fault that I caused that? And I felt in my heart, I felt God tell me, no, it was from before you got there. Somebody made a mistake. And now it's coming to now the consequences of that is happening. The person's no longer at the company. I was like, okay, thank you, Lord. <clears throat> That message from God constantly came under attack. 
to where I would think it was me. But I need, every time I had fear, I needed to think back on what God told me. And I felt God telling me, the enemy wants you to think it was you so you can leave so you don't pray for this place because he doesn't want you praying for these people and he doesn't want you praying for this place. He wants you out of here. But I brought you in here to be praying for them. And I was like, oh, thank you, Lord. All right, cool. It's been a no void since then. It's, no, it's a non-issue anymore because I know why I'm supposed to be there. I don't let the fear of that situation get me out anymore. So thank you, Eric, for bringing that up. And just a real quick, short, fast story. Maybe I'll go into detail on that in a later message. But um, we have the power to do that in our life and situations and hear from God. Um, so, yeah, I didn't mean to hijack the love, life, and victory. But, yeah, if anybody else, if you have anything you would like to share, please feel free. All right. Well, if there's no more comments for today, I want to thank everybody for calling in. If you do have a comment, uh, feel free to just uh, interrupt me. That's all right. But um, if there is no more, I would love to close this out in prayer. And I just want to let you know, don't give, don't, I mean, I'm a, I don't know if any of you guys do the Enneagram. I'm not saying I'm like super supported or don't support it. I think it's weird how accurate it is, but that's one thing. Um, I know Christian's, uh, one side might like it, others might not like it. It's all good. I think it's a really cool personality analysis. Um, and a lot of people I've looked up to and authors uh, have studied it for a lot of years and really love it. And, and I think it's awesome. But I'm an Enneagram type three, if any of you couldn't diagnose me right away, <laughs> right off the bat. And um, some one thing that's natural to a three is if you're not immediately amazing at something, you want to quit it. And you just don't want to ever do it again. Or if something that you even love to do isn't going the way you want it to, you'll quit and go try to find three other things. So if you have somebody in your life that is, like, constantly starting something, I'm going to learn violin this week, and then they're not, like, a, an amazing, you know, concert violinist by the end of the week. Like, they're like, oh, I'm going to just return the violin. It's just not for me. Like, that person's probably a three. <laughs> so I am like that. And I've quit, like, a lot of things that I was like, yeah, I'm going to do it. I'm going to do this and that. And I'm just like, no, I just, it didn't work out. You know, I'm, I'm not really into it. I think I wanted to, like, build a bike one time, and it wasn't the most amazing bike. So I was like, yeah, I hate bikes. You know, so um, don't quit. Don't be, uh, there's so many verses that just came to my mind right, right now. Don't be like the reeds, you know, just swaying, you know, with the wind. Like, that. just don't step out. Zoom out. Expand your perspective you know our theme this month is expand expand your understanding of the situation expand your perspective of the situation expand what god is doing in that scenario in that environment and it's so easy in your relationship in your marriage in your workplace and your finances and all these different things like zoom out step back and understand you don't have all the answers you know, like a, there's this Kanye interview where he's with Sway and Sway's telling him about like business and money and all these things. He's like, you don't have the answer, Sway. You don't have the answer, Sway. I always say that to my wife and like everybody. I'm like, you don't have the answer, Sway. Like, it's just, we don't, you know, we really don't sometimes. And I want you to be encouraged that it's, it's the way it's supposed to be. We need to go to God for a reason. He needs to increase. We must decrease. 
So I want to close this out in prayer. I want to thank everybody for calling in. And last shameless plug here, um, the Heart Soul Mind Collective. Go go follow it on on Spotify. Find us on Instagram at Heart Soul Mind Collective, all one word. Um, I I'm releasing two podcasts a month. I'm up and going now, and I just want to thank you guys who have shared it so much. Oh my God, I can't even tell you. Man, my heart is so thankful that you guys have shared it already. If you haven't checked out the episode, The Prison of Your Mind is our first episode where we talk about fear, 2 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 5. We dissect it in that episode, and I talk about some stuff in my own life. So go check that out, and I'm going to close this out in prayer. Also, I'm releasing a new episode this week, um, The Traits of the Orphan, and um, I'll be back on next month, uh, on a Saturday sometime next month. But thank you guys so much for the love and support and shout-outs and reposts and everything, man. I love you guys so much. You guys are my family, man. Like, just, just I love Declare Victory. I, I love giving uh, messages on Declare Victory. So thank you guys for calling in today. Be back Monday, 6 a.m. We got some great stuff lined up next week. Got a great roster this month and closing out the month, too, especially. Um, so, yeah, let's do it. Father, I thank you, Lord, for our limited perspective. I thank you that we don't think the way you think. But I thank you, Lord, that you're bringing us into the mind of Christ, that you're bringing us into this knowledge of you, Lord, and what you're doing in each one of our lives, Lord. And I pray against the fear, Lord. Oh, my God, Lord, I pray down the fear, Lord. I fight fear in Jesus' name. I rebuke it. I cast it out. The fear that is stopping us from our true potential, Lord, the irrational fears that we just like, is that going to happen? Is this going to happen? Lord, I bind the spirit of fear in Jesus' name over every person listening to my voice right now. I bind the spirit of paranoia. I bind the spirit of anxiety. I bind the spirit of stress. I bind the spirit of overthinking, Lord. I bind it in Jesus' name with the full power of heaven behind every syllable that is coming out of my mouth right now. Lord, in Jesus' mighty name, I bind those spirits over my family that is praying with me right now, Lord, over my brothers and sisters that are with me right now that are lifting up this prayer in agreement, Lord. I bind those spirits over each one of us, Lord, that we don't live and approach perspectives and situations and battles as if we're going to lose it, as if we're wrong, as if we're in punishment, but in love, Lord, in guidance and freedom, Lord, and in the fact that you have a plan for us and a future for us, Lord. That's what I pray over us. I pray that where there was fear and stress and anxiety, that there be joy and hope and agreement, Lord, and that we be completely, absolutely flush with your plan, Lord, completely in alignment with your heart for every situation that you have placed us in, Lord, and that not only that we be in alignment with you and all that stuff, Lord, but that we know what you're doing, Lord. You said that I call you friends because you know my business. Lord, I ask that you show us your business for every situation that you have placed us in. And, Lord, give us the hearts, Lord, that that know to pursue you in the midst of every situation, every work situation, every relationship situation, all of it. So I thank you, Father, and I just worship you for who you are, Lord. I thank you for that powerful prayer, that powerful worship this morning, Lord, that was just a response to your character, to your goodness, God, and how much we need you, and we know that. So I pray a blessing and a safety over everybody, Lord, a blessing and safety in the middle of all this chaos that's going on out there, Lord, that you would keep us, Lord, in that a thousand may fall at our left and our, our 10,000 at our right, but nothing would come to us, Lord that we would be a beacon of your goodness, Lord, that we'd be a beacon of your covering, Lord, 
and, and that we would see the chariots of fire all around us, Lord, in our household and our loved ones. Lord, and as for us and our household, we will serve the Lord. I thank you, Father, in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Have a good weekend, everybody. Love okay. you guys so much. Thank you for all the feedback and everything. Um, you're dismissed for the day. Thank you. Be Call back Monday, 6 a.m., Monday through Saturday, okay? Um, have a good one, guys. God bless you and your family. Have a blessed day, everyone. Shabbat shalom, everybody. God bless. Good day. Be safe. Have a blessed day, everybody. Good weekend. Bye-bye. Everybody, have a good one.